So here's the question. How do independent adjusters and appraisers like us, who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profits, who are spending our own money and reputation, how do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income without wasting time or money in this world of insurance while we stand out in the crowd? That is the question, and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley, and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IAs. Hello and welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast. I am your host and your guide, Chris Stanley. As an IA doing daily claims, you tend to get a lot of windshield time. And today's guest is even more extreme than most. He is the road warrior. Jason Shuford is an IA out of Bruton, Alabama, who tends to spend his time driving, driving, and more driving. And when he isn't driving, he has a true eye and talent for art. Jason shares his story today as an inspiration and encouragement to all of us listening. Now, it's hard to get started, and Jason will share his struggles and journey today, but you don't have to face the struggle alone. At iPath, we're here to make it easier for you to be and become an auto damage appraiser or adjuster. It's because of this very reason that we created our membership, the League of IAs, and as a member, you get access to over $2,000 in self-paced training, including hail, flood, collision, software, and live monthly trainings, in addition to exclusive industry discounts, including 20% off adjusting licensing and courses. You can check it all out at leagueofias.com. But first, it's time to call and to talk with Jason Schufer. Hello, this is Jason. Hey, Jason. It's Chris Stanley with the Independent Adjuster Podcast. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. about yourself? Man, you know, I used to be as strong as you are of a road warrior. But, man, I just every time I think about you and your long drives, I'm going, wow. You know, he could be on the podcast like every day and have time to talk with how much driving he does. So, oh, yeah. so I'm feeling for you right now. Um, but bef- as we have other road warriors listening, Jason, um, you know, we got to tell them why, why should they care to hear about your IA story? My story is, is, is so, uh, it was, it was smooth. It was a smooth transition, but at the same time, it took a lot of adjusting and a lot of adaptability to be able to maneuver through uh, the gauntlet of things that you have to go through for scheduling and driving for one. That was something when I first started was quite different, but um, just to be able to see the pitfalls um, and see the see how you can overcome the, the things that you go through starting out because it can be rough if you don't know how to overcome it. You know, it's one thing to fall down, but uh, 
uh, it's another thing to know how to stand back up. You can't just just lay down. You gotta you gotta get back up and try it again. And that's 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 one thing you gotta never quit. So I think hearing my story will help avoid some of the pitfalls you could get in. And like I say, you can be able to stand back up even when you, even if you do fall. So that's what I think, Chris. Well, that's awesome. And I'm excited myself to hear your story because even though we talk on the phone and, and we've known each other for some months now, I don't really know your whole story. So I'm super excited even as a listener, much less an interviewer, to hear kind of your story because I feel like, you know, you are going to give us some things that we can really come away with to go, oh, man, I can relate with that. I can, uh, I can understand where he's at because you're not – 10 years into this game so to speak so you're you're kind of on the newer side so but why don't it as we go into this next question how did you get started kind of lay the foundation of how you got started and kind of explain where you're at in your journey yes sir i was um i was working at fedex actually and um i was you know looking for advancements and things of that nature and everything was going good and um but of course, you have to keep your eyes open for work. And uh, I was approached uh, by a guy by the name of Terry Threets. And uh, he told me about uh, adjusting and things of that nature. And I really didn't know what it was uh, to the fullest extent, but I was very open to the idea and um, took me under his wing, you know, as I was you know, still working and, um, he taught me the very basics of uh, the cars and, and, and quarter panels and fenders and, you know, just basic car parts and knowing um, how to maneuver around the car and uh, the photo taking. And uh, we dove into how to write an estimate. And with that, I was, you know, learning also the body side of it as far as body shops. And um, what I ended up doing was um, working for actually two different body shops at the same time learning the adjusting side. So I ended up um, doing some teardowns at, at shops, also learning the process of repairing a car. Because it's, you know, one thing to uh, just do the estimate. It's another thing to actually know the process of uh, what it's, actually takes to repair a car seeing it from a body body shop's point of view and also seeing it from um an appraiser's point of view so you get the best of both worlds so when you finally get out to the field which i did i wasn't like a deer in the headlights but even with that you know um there's still some things you're not going to know but as you go um you learn more so that's you know it took a while it took a while um but in the end, I, I think it probably prepped me the best way you could ever be prepped to, to start as an IA from the very groundwork. Because um, if if I didn't know from the body side, body shop side, and also from an appraiser's point of view, I would have been extremely lost. You know, because there's some questions that they're going to ask you uh, when you show up because they really expect you to know. You know, so if you're not prepped the correct way, you know, then it's in very awkward situation. So uh, knowing both sides is, is the best way to go. And um, that's 
basically how I started, like from the very ground and um, built my way up. And um, don't get in a hurry and just, just do what you got to do and, and be a sponge. Always be a sponge. Listen to everybody's point of view, even if you don't agree, you know, and, and just go from there. But that's basically how I got started, just, just haphazardly. Um, or does that too haphazardly you kind of had the the mentorship and the body shop side so how long did you work for these shops i worked for those shops each all about a year and uh uh stayed actually kept going after i got started in the field i kept going to the shops and you know stopping by helping out and doing that so probably a year and a half some longer than just kept going at it, man. Wow, that is such a good foundation to lay because you got the appraiser's point of view from Terry. And I know Terry. That's funny. I didn't even know you guys were connected. Um, yes, sir. And so now I got to have him on at some point and tell it from his viewpoint. You know, we'll get the truth, Jason. So don't you worry. Uh-huh. We'll get the true stories. <laughs> but uh, that's awesome. And I, I love that you got that perspective from an, a, a veteran appraiser. And then you went to the shop and you also saw from the shop's perspective. So how long have you actually been in IA then on your own? I'm going on three years now. Awesome. About three years, yes, sir. And so now that you've been doing this for three years, you know, yeah, it's kind of premature to some people to say, oh, well, Jason Shufford is a success. But to me, you're successful. This is your job. You're surviving. And I mean, that's something in this business to say is a success. If you last three years, you're probably going to make it to 10 if you want to. So what do you believe is the number one characteristic then about being a successful IA? What has that been for you? I think number one is responsibility uh, and kind of go along with that is adaptability. Uh, I think because uh, from the very onset, when you receive your first batch of files, you know, that most of them are going to give you just a couple and, you know, you go from there. But um, the main thing is being responsible for that file. And that's uh, status in it. You know, as soon as you get it, you know, just call them up. Try to call them. If they don't answer, leave them a voicemail. Um, and doing so shows the responsibility because you have people calling um, your firm, you know, trying to check up on the file. But if you haven't status anything, they don't have anything to say. So if you're not responsible for the files that you have, that puts them in a bad position. And, and it's just a, a, a bad situation because... If they knew that you called and had to leave a voicemail, okay, they're not pushing as hard as to, okay, why is he not calling? So that's being responsible. Even if you received it on Friday, you received it on Friday and you really couldn't go out because you received it uh, uh, 5 p.m. that afternoon, you know, and Monday comes and then the file is four days old. At least you called over the weekend to see if you can get it done Monday, you know, because it's like really like one business day, but you had it four days, but at the same time, you know, it's being responsible. Adaptability comes in uh, when, when you um, basically getting to know your area. You got to be able to adapt to what time do you need to be there um, and, and so on and so forth. You got to just be able to adapt to different um, client rules, guidelines, being able to know which ones 
Um, and, and sometimes you may have to print them out. You may have to print them out for a while until you get the full deal. And the and, and best thing to do is um, just treat all of them as total losses. And um, doing so, you cover all your bases. And I, you know, try not not to be too heavy and you know on, on that subject, but you know, um, that's that's basically what it is. The characteristics you have to be able to adapt, and you got to be responsible for each file. Adaptable and responsible. And now I think you've <clears throat> officially chased away every millennial listening when you said responsible and adaptable. Because what I find for myself, and, I, and I'm a millennial, and I believe you are too. How old are you? I am 26. Oh my goodness, 26, and he knows the word responsible. So I, I have found that it is extremely easy to be one or the other. It's easy for some people to be responsible. They know how to budget. They know how to do a checkbook. They know how to do all this. But you throw a monkey wrench in their day or in their life or their plan, they fall apart. Then there's other people, which my wife and I tend to be on, which aren't as tight and neat and tidy as that. And we end up uh, being very adaptable. We can adapt to whatever gets thrown our way. Uh, but the responsibility part is what we have to work on constantly to improve. And so the fact that you're putting both those in there, I think that's beautiful. I've never heard it put that way, but I really like that, that responsibility and adaptability is the keys to success as an IA because I think it's true. Um, and, and I think if you are obtaining both those in any sense, you, Jason, or anybody listening, then I think you've got a foundation of success that you can build on and the sky's the limit. Whatever you want to do, you can do if you can master working both those simultaneously. So I really Appreciate like that. Yes, sir. So, well, then you make it sound all great. Like you had this great mentor. You went in workshops. You're 26. You're already three years in and in, in riding high. But, Jason, I know better. I know better uh, about this journey of yours. And for myself and for everyone I've ever talked to, it ain't all roses. So now, what have been the greatest challenges that you faced as an IA? All right, here we go. <laughs> He's got a long list, people. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, the challenges. I think the, the, the greatest challenge started uh, once I had like 10,000. And starting out, you know, 10,000, that, that's pretty heavy. Um, you, you're going out and taking the photos and, you know, quite frankly, you're going to miss some. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, honestly, you may even go out and uh, miss the interior door panel. You know, if you're not careful and you don't make yourself a checklist, uh, you're going to miss the VIN. I mean, that's the most important thing ever because you, you can go home with a lot of damages, but if you didn't identify the car, you know, you, you don't have much. That could have been any car, you know, even if it's what's the same make and model. You know it, but you don't have any photo proof. And uh, that's, that's, that's one thing that I was doing that uh that kind of threw me off and 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 monetarily and 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 time wise it was um that'll mess you up because you have to go back out uh to these shops because you missed stuff um i think also uh being organized is one thing um being prepared is another you can um you can have 10 files and you can have them 
systematically organized. You know, you know um, which ones you need to get to first. You, and that comes with knowing your area. You have to know your area. And once you know your area, you know exactly which shop is closer to this one. So you put them in a systematic order. But if you're just listing them out only, then that's not going to give you a efficient date because you have to prepare those files also. And you can organize them, but because I found out you can be highly organized, but if you're not prepared, you have a pretty rough date. But you can be You highly... just need to write like a standard book of SOPs, standard operating procedures for IAs. The way you talk <laughs> is fascinating to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, he thinks so different than I do. But I, lo- I love this, and I think we could push in a little here. Um, so how do you do that? So let, let's give them something really practical here. If Jason Shufford gets, let's just say three, because ten's too many to go through. Say you get three files. How do you go and determine, because we don't always know right off the bat, uh, at the beginning, especially, how do you go? Do you use software? Do you use MapQuest? What do you do to to kind of map these out and keep them organized so the next day you don't have to recall all that information out of your head? Right. All right. Um, first thing, um, once you get an area and however many miles you got out, know your area. Bottom line, if you have to get a map or go to MapQuest or uh, however you do it, you know, either way you go about it, most of the time I just use my um, map on my phone but I have used MapQuest before. Um, and then I get three files. Let's just say I got one in Pensacola and Fort Walton and uh, let's call it Crestview, you know. Um, so basically I'm going to go to Pensacola first, then I'm going to go to Crestview, then I'm going to go to Fort Walton because I know which ones are in order. That's in order. But the preparation for those files, one may be at a house, um, one may be at a, at a mechanic shop, and the other one is at the body shop. But if I'm just organized, I'm going to go to that house and that person may not be there because I haven't prepared them to be there at a certain time. Um, when it comes to a mechanic shop, if you just organize it and you go there, they may not have a rack open. And you may have to wait um, four to five minutes before a rack can be open or else you're going to write a poor estimate because you can't get up under it and see anything. Um and if you go to the, the body shop, it may have just got there 30 minutes ago. And if you just organize it, you're going to go. And once again, nobody's there to take the bumper off for you to see everything. So it's not prepared for you to look at it. So you can definitely get out there and uh, do what you have to do. Um, but organizing it, putting it in the order, um, and preparing it, making it ready for use, for you to go out, you know, that's that's two different deals. So... When I, when I know the situation behind the file, before I leave, I save time, you know. So organization and preparation for it is, is also good. And I think the main thing is when I was, and cut this a little short, when I was in Florida, I could leave a little later than usual because I'm closer. Now that I'm in Mississippi, um, I'm having to actually change my whole sleep schedule. Because, I mean, you can't drive and be sleepy and be efficient. So <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm leaving to go to Mississippi, I want to leave early, like 8, so I can get there by 10 because it's, you know, two hours away. Um, but also, when you know your area, Pascagoula, uh, Mississippi, and Lower Mississippi is two hours in between. But it's like two sides to, to the whole state. So um, if I got 
three fives on the Pascagoula side and three on the lower Mississippi side. I can't leave at 11 and get there at one. I'm not going to get done. So organizing the preparation is going to be the two biggest things. So ever. how do you document that? So the next morning you remember Mrs. Johnson is, is up in the northeast part of the state and this one's down here in Pensacola. How do you how do you do you document that actually in your computer or on your phone or on a piece of paper? Yes, I actually carry around a uh, notebook. It's actually like an art drawing book. I just write sketches and draw a line in the middle and split uh, which side I need to go on for this and that and uh, whatever cities on on the left side I go and whichever cities on the right I go. Even if I had to split it in two days, I just um, just write it down and, and go from there. And um, I can say, carry checklist on what I got complete on what I didn't that way I'll, I'll know um, and even sometimes you have to put the cycle time beside it so you'll also um, have level of importance you know because sometimes you don't get to ones that are you know been in your queue for forever <laughs> you know they need to hurry up and get done so you gotta you gotta put that in factor that in also so yeah you gotta write it down and then check it off as you go through the day Awesome. Now, do you use anything on the computer, or when you get back, do you just write it in Autotext or CCC1 and then upload it, and there's nothing on your computer, like no Excel spreadsheet, or how do you keep track of what's owed to you? I actually, I used to do that on my uh, computer in Excel, but um, I actually do it on my phone now. I write the uh, file number, and of course, the charges and then and then the mileage and um so as i close them i write them in excel and once i get them in there and whenever the closing date is i can just export it send it to them and you know i don't have to you know just go from a piece of paper and write it in excel at the very end but as i go as i close files i have it in there already you know that that way i'm not Backed up. Did I get everything? Did I do everything? Did I get this in? No, I'm I'm doing it as I go. That way, I don't get overloaded, you know, with writing that invoice. Because at the end of the day, you want to get paid. So that's important. I, you know, nothing against this company, but Nationwide Insurance. When I went to work with uh, them for the first time, um, I had been working for other IA firms, and everything was automatic. Everything I was always paid automatically. They kept track of it. And I was young and dumb and didn't keep track of my stuff properly. And if I tried to accumulate it at the end, well, Nationwide, at, the, at least at the time, required you to turn in an invoice. So it went like a month and a half. I expected to be paid, you know, at some point. Never got a paycheck. I reach out to them and they're like, well, did you turn an invoice in? And I'm like, man, do I feel like the dumbest guy on the planet right now? Like, this is crazy. But that's the that's the learning curve we kind of all go through. It's like, oh, my gosh, I, I have to treat this like a business. You know, and I never... Um, got that for well, uh, it took me many more years to get to that point, and it continues to be this revelation that my gosh, IAs are business owners. We are business owners, and we oh, have yeah. to treat it like this. And you know, I'm I'm amazed that I made it as far as I did <laughs> in these ten, eleven years without having that epiphany earlier on. So, man, it sounds like you do a crap ton of driving. So, can you just give us in the audience, the listeners? How much time do you spend on average on a work day? And is that four days a week, five days a week? But how many hours are you are you driving? <laughs> a week? 
Uh, man, uh, I want to say well, at please. least um, nine hours. It's nine, ten hours most times. And how many so, days is that? You do that a week. Right now, I'm looking. I have 81 hours, and it's it's it's, it's been a week. So, <laughs> my goodness, <laughs> man, you you yeah. Every time I talk to you, you're like driving. Like I got two hour drive ahead of me or whatever. And I'm like, oh my I goodness, this guy <laughs> is tearing the road up for sure. So, uh, n- now that you've had those greatest challenges, what has been the bright side of this? You know, you you've come through all these challenges. But what have been the parts that have kind of invigorated you and rewarded you as being for being an IA? I tell you what, outside of monetarily, which is, you know, that's good. That's that's one of the bonuses of working. That's what you go to work for. But other than that, being an IA, it's the freedom. It's the freedom of setting your own schedule and just get the job done because you 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 have a uh, it's it's a good work life balance, and you you're in control of it. And and the quicker and the more efficient you can get stuff done, the more time you can allow for yourself. Um, and and that's just that's probably the most important part of it. Is just being able to have the freedom uh, to choose, as long as you're getting the job done. You know, you you're in control of all of that, and that's 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 been some of the most rewarding if you ask me I'm just having that work-life balance and being able to be with your family and and, and, and of course monetarily you do pretty good and uh, I, I just like the freedom man that's that's the best it's the best so you're your own boss obviously so what kind of boss are you to yourself are you a nice boss or are you like no man I gotta we gotta do this thing you know like no you you could go to bed right now but no you're gonna finish it so kind of Look at a boss. Are you to yourself? <laughs> Some days I can be a lazy boss, honestly. And then the other days it's like, you are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> get yourself together. I mean, because, you know, you can get so tired from, from, from driving. And m- most people don't know. Like, all you do is drive. I'm like, you really don't understand. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> Uh, you know, but I'm really hard on myself uh, when it comes to when I get backed up, and it's at those moments where you really, uh, you you're made in those moments where you are backed up and your back is against the wall, and you being your own boss, you don't want to be hard on yourself, but you have to, or you're not gonna get anything done. You really just want to tell yourself to go watch the new Black Panther movie and take a yeah. night off, but you're like, That's no, it. I instead I got to stay up till two in the morning and wake up at four and do it all over again. I gotta get it done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you need a day off, Jason. Yeah, I know. You're just having this whole conversation with yourself. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, I just, uh, man, just the memories you're bringing back from that. It just, uh, it, it's, it's amazing. The struggle is real, you know, as an IA to push through in those moments. But you're right. that Those are the moments that were made. So with all of this, looking back, going, if you could go back, to Jason, the former pre-IA self working at FedEx, 
you could go back and say, man, I got time to give him one piece of advice as he embarks on this journey. He doesn't even know what's coming. But I got to tell him one thing. What's that one thing going to be? Uh, man, I could look back at that guy. <laughs> I would, you know, just basically tell him, you, you're finna walk into a world of responsibility that you're not accustomed to. Point blank. Back to the same thing. You're finna walk into something where adaptability is going to be at its highest. I can't stress it enough, Chris. Uh, the, the, the responsibility is going to be on your shoulders. And, you know, it's, it's, it's good to be able to have a background of being organized. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going back over the same things again, but it's, it's, this is all I got. You know, this, this is the advice that I have for myself back then. And uh, just being able to maneuver through a lot of things because you're dealing with a lot being I. You're dealing with a lot. And uh, that's my advice for him. Like, hey, you cannot tighten up, man, in ways you've never done it before. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I would tell him. You know, just, just be level-headed, be able to take pressure because um, gonna, those situations are going to come. It's just going to be you and uh, whatever you status and, and all of that. So that's, that's what I would tell them. Be ready to take on responsibility. Beautifully said. So now, Jason, if, if I'm an IA firm and I'm hearing you talk, I'm clamoring for the phone right now to call you because what IA talks about responsibility to that depth, like, Oh my goodness! Like that's that's amazing. So if anyone does want to get in touch you touch with you, uh, you know what's the best way for them to do that? And kind of what kind of networking uh, would you like to kind of achieve? That are you looking to expand with appraisers underneath you? Or are you looking to stay solo? Kind of what's your hopes right now? Man, I'm kind of caught in between two opinions. I, uh, I want to expand. Um, I kind of want to be solo. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm open. I'm open. Um, to all, all avenues, um, but contact me. Um, give me a call on my cell phone, 251-363-0026, or just um, shoot me an email. It'll be my, my name, um, first initial J, um, last name Shuford, S-H-U-F-F-O-R-D, J-R, at gmail.com um, I'll, you know, I'm always by the phone or looking at my emails periodically through the day so I'll definitely um, get you back as soon as possible and that would be the best way to contact me right there and like I say I'm always always here um, yeah man that's, that's about it man I'm, I'm excited, even for my journey, you know, wherever it, wherever it leads. <laughs> so I'm open to all things. So wait, you're a junior. Is that right? Yes, sir. Heard it in your email. Well, listen, junior's already taken. Mr. Tim Davis Jr. has already claimed the alias <laughs> of junior. So I'll have to think a little bit harder about your superhero alias this week. But listener, take away from what Jason's just said. He has given you some of the greatest advice you can take leading into your journey. 
that you can be excited about, but you can understand what you're about to embark on, what you're about to encounter. You're about to take on a whole lot of responsibility and you need to have the ability to handle that as well as the ability to adapt with whatever gets thrown your way. And this is for all of us. We all struggle with this. This, The struggle is real, but it's a journey and it's a path and it's an exciting path. So if you're looking to move forward, listen to what Jason is telling you. Jason, thank you so much for being on the podcast today and taking time out of your busy schedule and your road uh, uh, your, <laughs> your road time to, to talk with me today. I really appreciate it, and I know the listeners do as well. Yes, sir. I'm honored to be here, Chris. All right, man. I appreciate it, and I'm sure we'll talk soon. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. All right, bye. Take the next steps on your path to becoming an IA. Visit iapath.com slash steps to get your free guide with the first five steps to becoming an independent adjuster. Visit iPath.com slash steps.